Coming up today on This Is True Really News, a police encounter in the first person. They encounter the first person? The very first. You mean like Adam? Yeah. Wow. It's really cool. Crime travel. Well, it's Adam 12. Apparently there were 11 precursors that didn't work out so well. That's how they got that. If you like This Is True Really News, please. And we can't understand why. Like, subscribe, and follow because it helps the algorithm. And comment. Comments help the algorithm. But they don't help us. Well, the negative ones don't help us unless they're very, very good. Don't give us this lame crap. Like, oh, so boring, not funny. It's lame. Lame. So is... If you're going to rip on us, at least be witty about it. Pretentious clickbait sucks. It's not you know, good. Or it's give, not us, give us something to work with here. Yeah, exactly. Now, if you want to send us a story... Not that we'll change anything, Mike. <laughs> right, exactly. We don't care what you think. But we just want better stuff to work with. If you want to send us a story, send it to TITR at netradio.network. And thank you for your support. This is True Really News with Scott Combs and Tony Vercanis. All the news you're about to hear is true. Really? As far as you know. You know, it's odd. You're the tallest one, but you'd be, you would be Stan Laurel in this duo. Yes, I would. You're the one who's always playing golf when I'm working. Yeah. Way life and te- Okay, here, just for the one thing I remember out of taking an actual college semester class on Laurel and Hardy and their influence. Yeah. Stan Laurel was a genius. I mean, Stanley was. I think a we genius. can stop right there because you're Stan. I know. I get it. Blah blah blah. Well, except for that, you're just like him. Well, except that he's skinny and dead and dead. Well, it's gotten skinnier. You're getting closer. Um, <laughs> and thanks for bringing up a painful topic. <laughs> some, yeah, where was I now? Oh, st- you know the classic. Whenever you see a guy open the door, head downstairs, and all of a sudden, all you hear is thump 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 and bunches of clat. Stan Laurel. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was so good that he called up the golf course. (laughs) He He called the golf course. Well, first he called Ollie's house. Yeah. Wasn't there. Called the golf course. Said, have him call me right away. He'll love this. He did. He would. And he did. Yeah. Where was I now? Oh, New York City, which has nothing to do with Stan Laurel. Okay. Has more than 400 soup kitchens. But nothing quite like the Presbyterian churches where Master Chef Michael Ennis presides three days. This one's from 2007. Ennis presides three days a week, turns leftover restaurant ingredients into gourmet meals. In fact, one pre-Christmas meal included octopus and day-old bread from Le Bernardine. Ennis told the London Independent that he's motivated by the chance to help troubled people get some real nutrition but that he also likes serving famous homeless people. So far, among the famous people he has served, George Bush, George Washington, and Jesus Christ. It is, after all, a soup kitchen. Ah. I got nothing funny or witty to say there. It's just kind of sweet. That is. That is truly sweet. Which we don't do enough of at Christmas time. This is cute. A police encounter in the first person. As I Would was that com- be a police encounter in the first degree? No. 
As I was coming home from the grocery store with the Could radio too loud. Could have been. I saw the blue and red lights behind me. I had no Could idea they wanted me. So I just tried to get out of their way. It was two blocks from my house. I took the turn and pulled into my driveway. Because the radio, I never even heard the siren. That's how loud the radio was. That was when I saw the cop pull up behind me. And another one arrived. I got out of the car and asked what was up, and they freaked, telling me, uh, don't get out of the car. I was already out and pointed that out to them. By now, I was not only surprised, I was becoming amused. I started laughing at the second cop. First one slowly approached me like I was the Unabomber or something, said he needed to see my ID. When I said, when I told him it was in my purse, that I was holding, he asked if I had weapons. I really started laughing and got to be a bit of a smartass with him. No, <laughs> would you like to see? And pulled it open as far as I could for him to look into. It was fairly small, so no mystery was, you know, what all was in it. He gave me a funny look when he saw who I was and changed his tone. But then two more cop cars showed up, and I started laughing harder with each one. I couldn't resist asking, are you sure all you boys can handle me? By now, all the neighbors are at their windows watching the show and looked like they were amazed or horrified by the way I was just laughing so hard at Pick all one. <laughs> Yeah, right? When I asked him what the hell this was all about, he told me, you blew a stop sign, and I and thought I was running from him. When I, when I kept going and how it scared him when I got out of the car, which is why he called for backup. When I asked what stop sign I had blown, he said the one at, you know, thus and such and other such street. I told him there isn't a stop sign there. Maybe you need to go back and look. He really wasn't ready for that. After I mocked them a bit more and made them all red faced, they finally started to leave. And the last thing I said, with a pretty little wave. Merry Christmas to all, to all a good night. Sorry, I scared you boys. Uh, same thing. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's like the same thing. Okay, I've only got, so do we, you know, I'm torn. Okay. What do you want to do? Do I want to do the medic alert Christmas story, which, I mean, is a little, well, actually, it's just around Christmas. Let's do that. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. On the med page, thanks, Michelle, by the way. We're carrying this with me. She shared this actually a while ago. It yep. took me this long to get over the cringe. Oh, boy. A new German study found that penile fractures are more likely to occur around Christmas. Ow, 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 ow. There you go. You got one more? Oh. Yeah, there you go. From 2005 to 2021... 3,421 men. Because you keep men. records on things like this. Well, when you're doing this study, what I want to know is at what point do you stand up in the in the meeting and go, hey. Can we tell them here's, to stop? Here's what we should do. Yeah. And no one goes, no. <laughs> so anyway, from 2005 to 2021, 3,421 men in Germany required a hospital stay for penile fractures. Buddha thunk. 1.2% occurring from December 24th through the 26th. Wow. Hmm. I'm going to have to add a new verse to deck the halls. 
thinking the problem you might have there is you can't Christmas lights are not a good <laughs> you know the daily incidents of the fractures um, oh. owie, owie, owie. the uh where was I daily incidence of penile fractures during Christmas was 0 0.78 with an incidence ratio of 1.43 and I have no idea what all those numbers mean yeah. surprisingly though only 28 fractures occurred during the New Year's Eve period so drunk apparently yeah yep. doesn't have the same Problem yeah. is, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> However, the team, which did not look at other German holidays, noted that New Year's isn't celebrated as much in Germany as in some countries. Oh, yeah, well, that'd be that. Don't have an idea yet why the Yuletide leads to more injuries. The authors don't speculate about potential risk factors, such as um, eggnog. Glug, glug. The seasonal appearance of sexy Santa lingerie. Yeah, and he's the I wear that stuff. You know, it only comes once a year willingness to let's just office parties, okay? That kind of frisky activity. No. Ooh. Whatever the reasons for the bump in cases, ow. South Florida urologist Justin Dubin doesn't think couples need to spend much time worrying about the unexpected emergency room trip. Although now that I've said it, I'm I'm adding it to my list of things I'm concerned about. Said Dubin. This is an MD right here. Said Dubin, if you would like your stocking stuffed on Christmas, go ahead. This shouldn't prevent you from doing anything that you want to do with your partner just as long as you're communicating and enjoying each other. If you do have aggressive sex, that's great. Just be conscious of what you're doing and try to have a modicum of, of control. Dubin said the fractures are rare, but you all just do see them on occasion. An earlier study... Estimated that there were over 8,000 emergency department visits for the fractures in the U.S. just between 2010 and 2014, which leads me to believe one thing. Hmm. Take that, Germany. We're way better at it than you are. Wait, is that something to... That's right. Huh. You'd think if Germany was better at it, they wouldn't have yeah. had to annex the Sudetenland. The last part of the story, they're explaining to me why it's called a fracture, since there are no bones there. Yeah. But honestly, we went through that whole thing in the last story we did on these sort of fractures. Yeah. And I am not going through it again, okay? All right. Just look it up. It's somewhere in the archives. If you start at one and keep working your way forward, you'll run right into it, and you can thank me later. And if you want to thank me, let me know, and I'll get you Scott's phone number. Send it to TITR at netradio.network. That'll work, too. This is True Really News. Send email to TITR at netradio.network.